It is fall in three days. Did you realize that? Or not fall, sorry. It's October in four days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. It's already fall. But I it is fall. It's October in three days. That's it is fall. Crazy. I remember growing up, we were in Hong Kong. And we would always watch these like YouTube videos of like Bethany Moda and stuff like that. And they're like, fall, pumpkin spice latte. It's getting cold. And I was like sweating during Halloween. It was always hot. There was no season. <laughs> it's one season fits all. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. Truly. Well, welcome to Kind of All Good, the very first episode. We are so excited to be launching this new podcast um, and for it to be October in three days. So many exciting things are happening. Um, where do we even begin? How do we even start? <laughs> I guess we start why we kind of called it kind of all good, right? Yeah, I guess. Sure. So backstory, I always use the phrase all good at all. Like texting, if you text me, you talk to me, I say all good all the time. I think I sound like an old man, but I just, I just do it now. I do it all the time. And like, I'm kind of, it's a thing. And I use it interchangeably with no worries, like all good, all good, like no problem. And mm-hmm. to be honest, it's not all good sometimes. It's really not all good sometimes. Sometimes it's really annoying. Sometimes it's kind of fucking <laughs> annoying and it's just kind of all good. Like it's not terrible, but it just, it's just it's just kind of all good. And I feel like life can be like that sometimes. Like when someone's like, how are you? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm kind of all good. I don't know. What does kind of all good mean to you? I think it's kind of like that nice in between, right? Like mm. when someone asks you like, how are you? Instead of saying like, I'm good, which is like a standard answer and doesn't really say like, whether you're good, whether you're not good. I feel like kind of all good is like a nice in-between, right? It's not like you're doing fantabulous all the time, but it's also not like you're in like a little shell somewhere. So I think it's just like, it's like a very comforting phrase. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be all the way good. You can just be kind of all good. Absolutely. That's okay too. No, and that as well. (laughs) Like I feel, I was just talking to my friend about this tonight. I feel like our days now feel like weeks. Like I go through like 12 emotions within one day. I cannot (laughs) even believe it. So by the end of the day, I'm like, whoa, like it's kind of all good. I was like not doing, like even today, like around lunchtime, I was like, I am stressed. I'm never going to like, I can't, I don't even know what to do. Where do I even begin? But now I'm like, I'm vibing. The morning's good. It's always my midday that I get stressed. Like nights and mornings, mm-hmm. I'm always chill. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I feel that. No, I feel like there's this chart that I saw. It's kind of like astrology, but for productivity. Ooh. Oh my goodness. So you can like, you're like a bear or you're a wolf or a lion or something like that. But it basically tracks like where your productivity is and like oh. when you feel like most stressed during the day. Um, and then based on that, like you're assigned to like an animal and that's like how you live your life. Kind of, um, this is all, we'll post a picture on our Instagram, Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think I agree. Like my afternoons are like the weirdest time, especially yeah. if I didn't wake up early in the morning. Oh yeah. It can feel like the afternoons are either like forever or not there at all. Um, yeah, I would love to ask our audience as well. Like what does kind of all good mean to you? Um, I really want to dive deep a little bit into this idea of like the pressure of feeling good, like to always feel good too, which is definitely something we want to talk about on this podcast a little bit more. Yeah. But I guess before we get into that, um, what is this podcast for? Like, why did we start this? Al, you want to take us off? Absolutely. I think we started this for a couple of reasons. So backstory, like Waylon and I, for, for those who don't know our amazing dramatic love story um Waylon and I um both went to middle school and high school together at an international school in Hong Kong and we were like friends but like it, we'll get into some other talk but it was a weird environment that we were in um long story short we were 
class of 2020, which is the class of COVID, which just messed everything up even more. And <laughs> yeah, going into fall 2020, we each went to our universities and we definitely lost touch and we were kind of like we followed each other on Instagram and things like that but beyond that like really nothing and it wasn't like we were super super close in high school so I was like oh like I lost my best friend like no it was just like yeah okay I guess so and then mm-hmm. lo and behold like the universe God is a woman thank you and in March <laughs> Wayne reached out to me and I was like hey is there a lack of female entrepreneurship at your campus and I was like yeah there's like no support I was trying to do these things and she's like same here we started the entrepreneurs podcast which the entrepreneurs network and all these shows but more beautifully than that and like this is something like I really didn't expect especially to this degree was like how close Wayla and I have grown since then like I was even telling my dad today, yeah. like we call like hours every day like we <laughs> chat, I chat with you so much like I'm on zoom morning nights with you texting back and forth and in between this like work or this like passion that we found through female entrepreneurship we really realized what like kind of our core values were and like the things that really got us going and then they were really similar and they weren't really rooted always of course in like some sort of like venture female started it was more like our experiences and the feelings we feel and like how our perspective perception is of the world and that's really what we wanted to take with kind of all good and this idea of like where we were coming where we want to go um there's a lot of toxic positivity around the things that we do we just really want to put that to shame and say that like it's okay not to be okay um and things are kind of all good and they're not always all good and I just wish that there was someone there to tell me that you don't have to be oh my god it's just the best day of my life and everything's perfect blah 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 blah, blah. like no it's not because I went through that phase yeah. and it just makes you feel yeah why do you want this show I think I want the show for a couple of reasons I think like the first one is when we first started um, we've had so many great conversations, highs and lows with starting not only the Entrepreneurs Network, but also starting college, transitioning from high school to college, really trying to figure out who we are. Um, and I feel like we want to take you guys along on that journey. You've kind of seen our business side. You've kind of seen all of the awesome female entrepreneurs we bring on to the other podcasts. Um, but rarely do we get to share a little bit about us and a little bit about our journey. Um, so really we just want to sit back, relax, kind of act as your big sisters on the show as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of my reason for starting this. I think it's, if anything, it's going to be a really special podcast for Ali and I just to have a conversation, to take our steps away from, from just the entrepreneurs network. Absolutely. And I think just in life in general, like, I think what's been so cool about going to college is like having these deeper conversations and being as vulnerable as possible that's definitely been a goal for me this year just being vulnerable and being raw so I definitely want to like challenge myself in that here as well with this podcast Mm -hmm. no for sure I think we can talk about a lot of different things on this podcast Um, we're super excited we have some awesome topics on its way for episode two and three Um, but this podcast we thought we would slow it down a little bit and talk through our introductions for those who might not know who we are um, and then dig a little deeper on what, what those mean to us. Absolutely. So Waylon, I think I'm going to do a couple, I'm a, can I, can I do a little interview with you? Can I do an entrepreneur's podcast oh interview goodness. with you? A little, like a little yes. five minute one. So Waylon, first of should. all, Ooh, yes. tell me what Go excites you when you wake up in the morning. Oh my goodness. Yes. I think the most exciting thing in the morning. Ooh, Ooh. so many things excite me in the morning. <laughs> Let me think. Um, it really depends. Ooh, Fair. I don't even know where to start. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're so cute. Like, oh my goodness. 
Well, okay. Maybe I should talk about like this morning specifically. Sure, please. Um, okay. So yesterday I went to sleep at like 10, 1040 and oh, it's like queen. my favorite thing to, to sleep early. I yes. haven't been sleeping early in a while. So that excited me. So I woke up, it was like 630. I was like, yes, so exciting. <laughs> um, and the one thing like in the morning is I have a communal bathroom in my hallway. Ooh. So like when I'm the only one in the bathroom, just like, you know, having my chill time, like not having to worry about people like walking in on me as I like brush my teeth. Um, but honestly, just like waking up, I made myself some tea in the morning. It was like a little bit colder here in New Jersey. So like the weather kind of excited me. Um, I don't know, just, just like what the day has, has in store. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a really bad answer. Oh, I love it. <laughs> to be fair though, it's not fair. Cause you've heard this question so many times. So you've got like so many perspectives. It's not like you just like can answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Like it's come to your mind like a million times. Yeah. Wait, what about you? What's something that excites you in the morning? Right now I'm in a phase of my life. I've been in this phase for a while where like, I just don't close the blinds at all, like at all. Ooh. So like the sun, I'm like, I look and like the weather has been so good in Shanghai the last two weeks, like blue skies every day. It's like, Mr. Blue Sky every day. <laughs> it's so nice. I love that. Yeah, I know it's so good. And also like the days that I am doing thing, like if the day, like this doesn't happen every day, but like the days that I wake up and like I go running and like I shower right after, I'm like, I am the queen of the world. Doesn't mean that has to be like that every day. Don't want that every day, but the days that feel right for me to do that, I do feel really good about that. Um, and so I also drink a lot of water when I wake up in the morning. Like I wake up like desert, like desert well actually no I wake up I need to pee immediately but also I need to drink water so I'm kind of it like I wake up in a crisis every day I guess you could say I guess that's it <laughs> which do you do first I'm gonna be honest sometimes it's at the same time <laughs> gotta I keep it real that. it's called multitasking Wayland. oh my goodness I think I need to incorporate that in my life like waking up and like drinking lots of oh. water <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no oh my goodness I like I don't know like the feeling of cold water in the morning yes. just like something about that like I don't really like I know a lot of people mm, like it no you're but, like, right it makes me really no. cold inside no like I can really, only drink like right. hot 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 water in the morning Boylan, you um, are so right you're in the wrong continent all of China like no one will give you cold water like everything's warm water and like it's right yeah like because it mm -hmm. your body is at like 37 degrees celsius and that's like the water you should be drinking because then it takes like extra energy. Like that's better for your body. Like you're not supposed to have a cold water. It like shocks your body, which is like, oh my God. I don't know. Like the warm water is like, it's like even, oh my goodness. It's not is, to get into okay, this, but like I'm mother's like milk. Very... It's like warm. <laughs> it's like, I'm like very weird with like the temperature of my water. If it's like, I can only do extreme temperatures. Like Ooh. I can only do like very, very hot or like very, very cold. Like anything in between, like room temperature or like lukewarm like oh, lukewarm I disgusting absolutely disgusting. hate it disgusting like, so bad I'm imagining Ugh. like a binocular water bottle that's been like sitting out in the sun all day and you open yeah. it up and it literally feels like you're drinking urine like it's disgusting it, I can't do no. that no absolutely not I'm so sorry I just had to go there that's kind of where oh my, my rawness goodness. energy is right now Waylon I know you kind of struggle with the question which is like where are you from because you are just this kickstarter mm. fantastic third culture kid so first my first part of the question is like kind of give your your cliche answer like where am i from what's your background but then with that as well mm -hmm. why does this question confuse you and why does it um yeah why does it confuse you yeah for sure i think that okay my very standard answer is that um i'm from singapore um i grew i was born there and then i moved to the netherlands when i was one um and then in the netherlands we moved from eindhoven to den haag 
And then from Den Haag, we moved back to Singapore for three and a half years. Then after that, we moved uh, to Hong Kong for eight years. And now I'm in New Jersey. Um, and then in between all of that, I was brought up in the UK education system and the US education system. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, like my my dad is, um, he grew up in Malaysia and my mom grew up in Singapore. Um, and although we all have Singapore passports, it really does feel sometimes like I don't resonate with one group or another. So mm. definitely have a dilemma of some sorts of where I can't say I'm from the Netherlands or maybe I can, but I don't feel You get a passport connected. from there? We almost, I, I don't think we got a passport, but we were almost going to be like residents, citizens, Ooh, something okay. like that. But then we chose not to. Got it. Um, not sure why. But Singapore's a great passport. You're Jay chilling. You're chilling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like Netherlands, like I don't speak the language. I haven't lived there since I was six. Mm. Singapore, I've only lived there for three years, which is like the least mm. amount of time, despite me having a passport from there. Um, and then Hong Kong. I don't speak Cantonese and I haven't grown up there long enough to really understand the culture. Um, and so I don't really count myself as being from Hong Kong. And then I don't count myself as being from the US because I don't have a US passport and I've only lived here for a year. Um, so it's just, it's just a weird mix of things yeah. where it almost sometimes when people ask me like, where are you from? And I give them, I'm from Singapore, but I'm like, I lived in the Netherlands, Singapore, and in Hong Kong. It almost feels like I'm boasting. Like, I, mm, I get really uncomfortable because people are like, I'm from California. I'm from, like, Las Vegas. I'm from, like, you know, Taiwan or something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, like, I'm from this place, but I'm also, like, ties, like, here. And it almost feels like I'm boasting that, like, I'm, I don't know. It's like a weird thing that I think about a lot where I'm like, I wish I could sometimes just be like, I'm from Singapore and like really yeah. feel like that's my main identity. But that's really, why do you think it's a boasting thing? Like, do you think it's some sort of like global elitism idea that we think like if you have connections in more places? Because on one hand, like I'm thinking this is like this global elitism thing. Wow, I'm from so many places. But there's also like this like immigrant, this like when you think of like an immigrant, you're like, wow. Um, it's not luxurious or not elitist to say, oh, but my parents are from here, but I'm living here. So it's interesting how you yeah. kind of have both ends on that. Like on one way you can think of it, it's like amazing and like it's boasting to say you're from many places. But the other hand, it's like, you're not really from here a situation where that's like yeah. distasteful. I think, you think about that? like in the college setting when people are like, oh, like, where are you from? And I'm like, and someone's like, oh, I'm from California. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And then they ask you like, where are you from? And you're like, oh, like, I'm from Singapore, but I'm also like, like have ties in all of these other places. Mm. And then it makes them feel like being just from California or like mm. just from somewhere is like not enough. When in fact, like, I think it's so cool that some people have grown up and like really have strong ties back home. Um, but I think sometimes like I, I get in my head with like making the situation feel like awkward and like I don't know. It's definitely something that nobody else thinks about maybe, but like, I think about it a lot and like, maybe nobody cares, but I don't know. What about you? Let's, let's, let's learn <laughs> a little bit more about Ali Debo. Where did it all start? Where, where did it all start? Were you born? And then what was the path from there? Well, the path was that I was born in Matilda Hospital on February 12th, 2002, the first day of Chinese New Year. Oh, yes. Fun fact, you have the horse. Ooh. Very fun. Um, my parents are both originally from Canada. And when I say originally, I mean, they were both born there. 
um, and b- both their parents are born there. Um, and they grew up honestly as diametrically as opposed as I did. Like when we, like my sister and I talk about it, like they very insular community, really hung out the same sorts of people, very, very white. Um, and they were bored. <laughs> they went, they met really, really young and they got married after they finished university. And then in 1984, they were just trying to get out. They were bored. They wanted to do something. And my mom got a job at the Canadian International School in Hong Kong. And she came out. They're like, yeah, we'll stay here for two years, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, lo and behold, 2002, Queen was born. Kidding. Um, and then my <laughs> sister was born in 2004 as well. And then I lived my entire life in Hong Kong. And by that, I mean, I lived a long-term expat, quasi-American, quasi-Canadian, quasi-Jewish life in Hong Kong. Which brings me to my question, like you mentioned this too, about like not really seeing from Hong Kong. Like I don't speak Cantonese. I know enough for a taxi to get to my house. I know enough to go ha, like how to say welcome to the welcome to the aircraft when you're on Cathay Pacific. And like that feels so obnoxious for me to say because you think you live in a place for 18 years. And I usually say, oh well, you know, it used to be a British colony, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like if I say it's my home, I feel like you need to know the language and be able to interact with those people. Um and I think Singapore and Hong Kong are strange places because there's such a large expat community and a growing long-term expat community. Whereas like in some other countries in Asia or Africa and things like that the expat community is like maybe like two three years short term but like the quality of life in Hong Kong and Singapore and Seoul and Tokyo are really good for expats so people are like why am I gonna go back to like where I grew up in the suburbs in the U.S. wherever they may be so they stay there and I'm kind of a product of that so yeah I guess influences a ton like a I'm a Hong Kong Canadian Jew. Like that's really it. And it's very niche. It's very strange. You won't find any others. You might find my sister, but that's really it. There's not many of us out there. Um, and I think that really shaped my perspective in terms of schooling. Same with, I went to an American school the way up. So I definitely have that beautiful American international <laughs> accent. Um, but then I think we we're talking about this the other day, but like, I definitely feel like an em- empathic. I don't even know if that's the right. Like, em- empathic. I feel very connected to lots of cultures as well, even though I'm not from there. Mm-hmm. I'm- and that I think is the nature of just traveling empathetic? in Hong Kong. Empathetic. No, there's like a word for like someone who's really empathetic or like an empathic. Yeah. I, I, someone will, like I, an I can't empath? Speak. An empath. That's it. That's exactly it. You're totally right. So that. That's, um, uh, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. I feel like your story is so, uh, it's like, it's so niche, but I hope that a lot of our listeners can also like relate to some aspect as well of like, mm-hmm. especially like maybe you haven't grown up in multiple different places or maybe you haven't like grown up in a place that's not your home but like I mm-hmm. think with like as cliche it is as as it is like with the internet and like global like literally globalization like I feel like the idea of like being from somewhere is become a, becoming a lot harder of a question totally. for a lot of people right like to be yeah. able to resonate with a lot of different things And I think that it's fair to say, like, some people resonate with other parts of their identity, uh, like, instead of where they're from, right? Like, I think there's so many ways to identify yourself now that 
like maybe your nationality is like not one so and like maybe other aspects are more complex so no I I love no like this idea of like what is home like people grow up in these towns or these places in the world and they hate everyone around them they feel ostracized Mm -hmm. they feel so different but maybe they have an online community they connect with like maybe through youtube or reddit or instagram or whatever that may be like that's where they find their community and i'm sure that's more a place they feel like home than it is like their their school so yeah I love that idea I think that's such a good point you bring up like where is home for you Waylon like where do you feel most at home with and like doesn't have to be a place like I, I don't know like kind of explain to me an environment people food things you're doing that feels like home like what feels like Waylon's home what's your mental home <laughs> Ooh, mental home yeah. oh my goodness a side note when I was little I used to like <laughs> compartmentalize my brain like oh my I God. thought that I could visualize like what my brain looked like same I'm like, not sure I had, like drawers right? I had like drawers. Like drawers. I had like <laughs> a two-story library Ooh. with like books that were shaped like penguins. <laughs> Obviously, penguins like were my favorite animal, and like oh. each of the books held like, mentioned a that. different memory. Oh. Should have mentioned that earlier. That should have been like the first thing you said. I know that truly. was a big part of my, your life. It was. <laughs> it really is. It um, and so I used to think that like my brain was like literally just like books of penguins. Anyway. <laughs> another really that. big side note big. before this um, Please. something that really helped me when I was little to like get through certain things or like to mentally compartmentalize things was I would imagine like something that would be really stressful in my life and I would imagine it as like a paper in my head and like it would be like crumpled in the middle and Ooh. then I would mentally push it out of like the right side of my brain and I would do it for a lot of things that would stress me out and then I talked to a therapist about it and she was like, that's actually a really like, good sh- like I'm surprised crazy. you could like, figure that out yourself. And I was like, wow, like I'm surprised I could figure that out. You myself. were literally yeah. a queen. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, Those are the mind it, games we want to play. Truly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, that was a No, love thing. that. That's so cool. <laughs> For me, my side note, when I, when someone mentions a name, you know, those like spy movies when like, there's like a most wanted person and they see someone's name and like, they pull up all the information, like last scene, photos, date, identity. Like when <laughs> someone says their name in like a microsecond, I have like someone's identity, like pulled up in my head, like last scene. I have like a, an image or like an outfit. I always imagine someone in like their smell, their like the words they use, their candor, like everything, like immediately micro has a, like, that's how, that's one of the most like prominent parts of my brain, how I visualize things when someone says someone's name. That's crazy. That's the level I want to be. I'm so no. bad with people's <laughs> names. Truly, like I have a friend here, Katie. She like every time we see someone, like, and we're standing next to each other, she'll like I'll recognize the person and I'll be like, hey. And then I have to wait for her to say the person's oh name so that I remember who the person is. And she'll be like, hey, like Savina. And I'll be like, hey, Savina. Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> oh, I'm the I worst. do something worse. I shamelessly say, oh, sorry, how do you spell your name? Which oh does not work. Like, to be fair, maybe it would work, like, for your name. Like, oh, like, Waylon, W-E, whatever. But for someone like Joe, John, like, Anna, like, these, like, Western mainstream names, which are usually the names I forget because they're so, like, <laughs> it doesn't work. And they're just, like, you forgot my name. I'm, like, I did forget your name. <laughs> I've read a bunch of like books and stuff like how you remember people's names. First, I do have a very like intense memory. Like Waylon reminds me of like there's a way to get the paper out of your head if you're like this things like that. Someone told yeah. me that the best way to remember someone's name is by associating them with another person you know with the same oh. name. So like if John is your neighbor and you meet a new John, you could be like, oh John. 
my neighbor, but this is not my neighbor, John, or something like that. And like making his stories about it. Um, I recently picked up rowing, which is like a yes. whole other thing we can talk about. Yes. yes but yes, yes, I yes. always forget whether starboard, so like the oars have like green or red on them, depending okay. on whether they're starboard or port. I don't know what and that me means. Friend, sorry, sorry. For the, I know, for, the, I, for the rowing incompetent in the room, um, <laughs> what is a starboard? So Oh, I wish I could tell you. Starboard <laughs> is like one of the sides of the boat and then oh. port is like the other. So like one oh, is like left, left or right. right. Oh, exactly. They could have but just I can't remember that. which one. Is, exactly. They could have. But, okay, you know. got, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Anyway, I like can't remember whether like you put the oars with the green on the like starboard side or the port side. Yeah. So I was telling my friend, I was like, oh, like starboard birds, birds. They're on green grass. Ooh, Ooh. green. And then Ooh. now I like, can't forget that. No, no, I, I need to either. find one to remember. I know. And you now remember whether starboard is left or right. My sister is going to scream listening to this podcast. She's going to be like, how? (laughs) (laughs) It's Kaylin's birthday today. I DM'd her. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She's turning 21. That's crazy. And only relevant in the United States. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what was our original? What was it? Something about culture? cultures maybe i don't remember who knows we've we a large detour what is it and um, yeah fine. we move on we move on anyways so mm-hmm. situation i'm excited because i'm going to beijing on friday and so i am super hyped because last time i've gone to beijing was for like the school tournaments like tennis and soccer before like covid and we would just go from like the school to like the tournament to home but now i'm like doing all the touristy stuff that I've been I've done a Wait, couple times throughout my life yeah no I have I've gone like maybe like five times throughout my life with my family um but now it's like you know it's my own thing I'm gonna go to the Great Wall and Tiananmen Square and all that fun oh, stuff such I an do- independent queen oh my goodness no honestly okay also everyone I've been in China for 11 months straight I haven't seen any of my family that's another side note which has been like a whole that's a whole other journey to talk about um doing well but yes that is also a journey that we've gone through um on that note though Waylon how do you like how do you think you've changed mostly in the past like nine months or yeah, I guess nine months since coming to college. I want to throw that question back to you. (laughs) Let me throw it back to you first. I want to hear what you have to say. I have to dung you dung one second. I got to think. (laughs) Um, well, first of all, I realized how much I can evolve and change and nothing like growth mindset is everything. Like I went into NY Shanghai. I went to Shanghai. I went, I came here. I came with a lot of strict rules of my life that I always thought like, this had to be the way it is. This has to be like, this is it. Like there are so many variations in life. And like, that's so amazing. Like even just like my mind was so rigid like this is a bad person. Mm-hmm. This is a good person. This is how this is a be. This is a bad action. It is so, 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 so much more variant than that. And I think that comes a lot with like with the environment we grew up in. Like this is success. This is not success. This is like what a good, respectable person. This is what's not it. And to be honest, like I don't think we grew up in the most artistic, creative environment um, relative to like what they may have shown to us. Like it was very like, this is what you got to do, that sort of thing. So I've definitely become more creative and artistic since being here. A lot more go with the flow, which is like definitely not how anyone would describe me here, 100%. but definitely can be compared to one year. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> you are definitely like more spontaneous, I think, than you were in high school. Trying and you to definitely... plan spontaneity. That's the, think... that's, that's the tagline, <laughs> plan spontaneity. I love that so much. I think that accurately describes most of your days. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to plan at 2 like p.m. 2 p.m. Google Calendar. I'm going to be spontaneous. That's literally me. <laughs> but I think more than that, like 
I think that you have challenged yourself to think about like what it means to be happy and I think like you recognizing that journey for you has been something that has been awesome to watch like to understand like to like see yourself grow and like see yourself like be like hey like it's okay like for me not to be happy right now and like challenging what it means to be happy for you and like what that means for those around you but also like what that means for for you as well I think has been a really cool journey that um I'm definitely grateful that I got to watch Okay, you're gonna make me cry that was kind of all good that was kind of all cute but like I would say the same to you yeah. as well like it's really cool to know I almost feel like we've lived like two lives with each other and like we're seeing each other like in a new oh, life yeah. in many ways like even like knowing you and like knowing you both directly and indirectly in high school like and you even like retelling your life to me like it's so beautiful to see like I feel like you've like grown like you were like a caterpillar mm-hmm. and like you like just <laughs> cocoon you were like the most gorgeous flying butterfly in the world right now like (laughs) you are exactly who like you wanted to be and like to see you every single day go for those things that like you never would have done in the past and like put yourself out there and like do things that you want to do to make yourself happy and not make someone else happy it makes me so freaking happy like being on your time being on your priorities because like no like you're living your own life like even like take rowing we're taking back to that like that's not like from people's judgment to like your own time like that's something that I know you want to do and like you seeing you go through that I was like oh my god like she's just living her life now like she's Waylon is living Waylon's life and like that's the coolest thing to watch someone like to watch someone who's living their happiest like their truest life I guess thank you I think I still I I don't know I think I still struggle a little bit with that like making sure that Mm -hmm. my time is like my own time but definitely being like even just more aware of it, right? Like not being a slave to my Google calendar anymore. Oh my God. Not feeling like, I think the one thing that I still struggle a lot with was, is like feeling like if I say no to something, like Mm. things will end. And like, this is huge. Like that. Yeah. And we definitely will touch on that. Like, yeah. Like a million times over. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, like, I think that's something I've grown a lot is definitely being a better listener. I think during this podcast, especially like Ali and I have both learned how to listen better and be more attentive to what people are saying and like even more empathetic, right? And like, I don't think I realized before how my experiences in the past allow me to be empathetic and allow me to understand what people are going through. Um, And then through this podcast, I feel like I've been able to do that to a greater extent. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, empathy is huge. Yeah, I don't empathy know. Empathy is really huge. <laughs> like I was just telling you before, there's like, yeah, because when you go to college, people come from all sorts of backgrounds, different stories, different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes you're like, I have no idea what you're going through. That is so different. And I really struggled with that at first because I was like, I, I can't relate to you. Like, I'm sorry. Like that's, 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 and that's really isolating. So I've really tried to work on that. Um, yeah how have you kind of dealt with that with like being with people from completely different backgrounds and they tell you a story they tell you something you're like I have no personal experience with this at all like how do you kind of like talk to them about it or like comfort them if it's something good or be proud of them if it's something like you don't really if it's something good like yeah how do you deal with that I think something I always do before I engage is I ask them how they want me to engage so like if someone's like I'm really really sad and they tell me what's wrong um I always ask or I try to ask like okay like how can I be most helpful as a friend to you like 
can I give advice? Can I like, do you just want someone to hear you out or do you want someone to like support you and do something on your behalf? And I think by like asking those questions, um, you're able not to like impose what you think is right and be able to like really try to be there for them. Um, so like oftentimes I have friends, I think like before I came to this realization, like I would just always give my advice. I'd be like, okay, like mm. problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. But I realized like people don't always want to hear your advice, right? Like people don't want that. And like, people may not even want to have a solution, right? Like I have so many friends who like rather me just like listen to them and like hear them out and then do absolutely nothing about it and just say like, I'm here for you. Right. Um, what about you? Like, where do you find that balance when someone comes to you with like a really hard problem? Yeah, I think you make a great point that like listening is so much more powerful than you might think. Like sometimes just being there and sitting in silence is like the best thing. So like adding on to what you're saying, like, how can I support you? I kind of go with the realm. It's like, do you want me to give it? Do you want advice? Do you want support or do you want both? Like, that's really where it mm-hmm. is. Like sometimes you just want someone to listen. Like take my therapy, for example, I speak 90% of the time. And like, I feel amazing after. Yeah. I think also another thing that really helped me was like, sometimes people need to hear what they're saying and like, Ooh, like back like to them. Back. So like sometimes yeah. I'll, yeah, like I'll be like, oh, like, is this what you mean? And they'll be like, no, 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 this is what I mean. I'll be like, oh, so like, this is what's hurting you. And they're like, no, 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 no this is it. I'm like, oh, okay. So this and this and this. And they're like, wait, yeah, like that's, that's what's hurting me. Cause like, I think it's sometimes really hard to be in the situation where you're like, I feel overwhelmed. Like these relationships are not going well, this and this and this and this and this. And then it's like, okay, like what is the actual, like, what is, what is hurting you the most right now? And being able to be like, I hear you about this. Like, do you think it's this or this? And then they can like kind of work through it. I think helps me a lot when my friends do it for me. Um, And then also helps, helps them a lot too. So that's also another thing we can we're definitely oh, hoping yeah. to touch on in this podcast as well I've been but thinking about, yeah like yeah. what hurts you the most I've been thinking about the other like something I realized that's hurt me and like this is something that goes back to like primary school when I was young I hate being excluded from things like mm-hmm. whenever there's an event I always say like of course come of course come oh can this person come I always say yes and I think that really ties a lot within rejection like you're not being included into something that's what rejection feels like like I've noticed threesomes like I mean like with like friend groups like when you're being like young threesomes friend group oh there's only seven six seats seven things like I've always felt like I was excluded like excluded from like social things and like that really ties into like fear of the re- rejection, that sort of thing. Like I was, I was doing my psychoanalyze about myself, my daily psychoanalyze. Do you feel that, or is that just me yeah. and my own no panic? I feel like that's so true. Like especially like be like having the constant fear of like not being invited or not like being excluded from things, especially when you put so much effort into those around you to like sometimes not see those go into like full fruition can definitely like hurt you a lot and I definitely Mm -hmm. resonate a lot with that um yeah no we can definitely I just want to give you a big hug I want to give you a hug too Will and I have not met since we started this whole journey which is also a whole other like craziness how does this come to be yeah I think it also ties a lot in and this is something we've talked about before like not having friends appreciate you if you like do do something just in general, having friends appreciate you, like showing gratitude, but particularly when there's like something they're like, even saying like, thank you or things like that. And like, it's not a big deal. Just showing like, I acknowledge and I appreciate your, your, your gesture, your care, your love, whatever it may be. 
Um, so yeah, like I, that's something that I've always felt too. Like I felt like it, it has to do with communication as well. I recommend everyone here to take the five love language quiz so they can know what their love language is and they can understand how to friends, relationships, family members, whatever they may be, understand your love language. My number one is definitely quality time. What is yours, Waylon? Oh, have you taken I it? Mine is. Yes, I have. It's amazing. Mine amazing. is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. You are right, Waylon. Which it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are like love languages are so in- oh my goodness. No, it's so important because it's like, how do you communicate well with someone? You're like, if someone feels uncomfortable with a hug and like they don't like physical affection, like giving them a hug like is distasteful for them. Even if you like it, yeah. like if they are not gonna receive love that way, don't give them a hug. Mm-hmm. I think like if only everyone knew what each other's love language is. We should. Were, like I communication, everything would be so much better. Business idea. Yes. Wait, honestly, just like having everyone like your band. My love language is blank. Yeah. Like when you introduce yourself, like, oh, like, yeah. hey, I'm Waylon. Like my pronouns are she and her. And like the way I receive love is this. I love can we normalize. I, that? Can we normalize that? Can I put that as like, you know, on Zoom calls, you have to put like your name, your pronouns, it could be like love language yeah that's so good what are your top okay I think that ties in well with like communication in general like what's your number one tip for communication like just in general with like relationships with business with family like what is your number one thing for relationship for communication oh that's such a good one um oh there's so many (laughs) I think right now with a lot of my relationships it's like knowing that space is okay sometimes and like knowing that like you know like okay with some of the like, friendships like it's okay if like people come and go and that's okay like that's a form of space if you're in like the middle of an argument like to take space away and like be able to form your thoughts is really important and then like with friendships too like especially in college when you're like trying to make as many friends as possible and like really exploring different friendships like knowing that space doesn't hurt like if you're not spending time with like someone every single day of every single hour like that's okay and like you guys can still be friends I don't know what about you no that's so important because I'm definitely someone who like overthinks and wants like triple quadruple quintuple text that's a really good one another one for me is kind of the opposite in some ways is that mm -hmm. if there's a conflict and you two the worst thing is to forever and always stop talking like always have a conversation like if you're fighting between the two of you the worst thing is just like okay I've never like space a hundred percent like space is needed you need a break but the idea that this is done and like I'm gonna be mad at you forever is so painful like Mm -hmm. we need forgiveness we need to keep the conversation going like this is I can take my family for example alone like we can fight oh my god do we fight but at the end of the day like it's talking it out saying hey this is what's up this is not okay this is how I feel blah 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 blah. and the moment like you hear any you hear about these stories like oh a strange brother we don't talk to them anymore like I think that's the saddest thing like we just don't talk to them anymore especially mm-hmm. when it was someone who's so close in your life at a point to just cut off communications it's like abandonment it's terrible yeah no for sure I think like there's so much there to unpack as well yeah. of relationships and being able to like not only like know when someone is not right for you in life but also be able to be like willing to fight for relationships that matter yeah. I think there's definitely like a but like when is enough enough that's where I deal with that's where I struggle yeah. with like you can no, I think it's sure. important to fight 
but like how much can something take out of you before it's like I need to let this go at least for now it's it's difficult it's so difficult especially to look inside yourself because like you always have friends are like no this is good this is not good but like you always know in your heart what's right to do like trust your gut you know what you got to do like you and your heart in general for every decision in your life like we always like ask friends that sort of thing but like trust your gut like you you're living your own life like you you are you are the pilot you are the commander-in-chief you are the ceo you are the ceo you are the founder of your life I love that. I also know that it's so hard to do that sometimes. Like so hard. I'm thinking about certain aspects of my life and I'm like, yes, my gut is telling me this. My mind is telling me this. My friends are telling me this. My family's telling me this. What the hell do I do? You know, like (laughs) and they're all completely different. And they're all like (laughs) completely different. And like trusting your gut can be such a such a weird thing as well. Oh my god. Because like it's like the only person you can blame is yourself. It's like and that's like yeah. yeah but then if something goes well the only person you can reward is yourself yay I know it's definitely a double-edged sword well yeah. I'm just thinking how can we swivel <laughs> this discussion to end on a happy and laughable note how do we not think but that's the whole idea as well we like think about to. that exactly. we don't have to exactly like why does everything have to end like okay well blah, 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 blah. well thank you so much everyone come like subscribe like no like this is how life is I feel like half of my thoughts most of my thoughts are me kind of in between kind of thinking about like all the happiest things in my life I'm like my god my life is perfect but also like oh my god this is so tragic this is so terrible and then like I'm kind of always in between and hopscotching back and forth and I feel like that's what our conversation was like we're both very gracious grateful people but we also do acknowledge and talk about the nuances and the rhetoric and I think that's quite cool to show and that's that's really what kind of all good's about it's about saying like yeah things are great and like we like that but it's also okay to point out and critically evaluate the things that are not great. No, for sure. And with that, <laughs> it's our first episode of Kind of All Good. Amazing. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And if you want to check us out, uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, and then to follow the Entrepreneurs Network and then updates on Kind of All Good, make sure to follow our Instagram and LinkedIn. Amazing. Everything will be linked below as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, but not too wonderful, just a kind of wonderful day. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. See you.